At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. So we could have a major story developing in the world of sports, and because of the development, you're going to notice something over the next several days that many people in the media are guilty of. You have noticed it. I will call it out here in just a couple of minutes here on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox, this is Fox Sports Radio. Uh, you can listen to the show as always on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on Sirius XM Channel 83, wherever you are right now taking part in the program. We appreciate you doing so. As always, we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. So the big news that uh, took place, or it could potentially be big news, but it is something to note, is Steph Curry suffering another injury, makes his return from numerous ankle injuries, is playing on Friday night, JaVale McGee jumping up to block a shot, falls, lands on Curry's left left knee, it buckles inward a little bit, Curry hobbles off, clearly frustrated, and uh, goes back to the locker room. 
So he's been diagnosed. Various reports are saying that it is an uh, MCL sprain, and they're going to have uh, an MRI done on Saturday to find out just sort of what is going on in there, how significant the injury is, and couple that with all the other injuries that he suffered this season, he's just not had a whole lot of luck. Just, just been one of those years. He's not had a whole lot of luck, and then you have to wonder. He's thirty years old. Is the wear and tear starting to catch up with him? His body, not the biggest guy in the world. Those conversations come up, and they'll continue to come up later on. But um, it just like there's, it's not the. There have been so many injuries around the league, and so I've noticed that around the league, you've got Steph Curry. And Kevin Durant dealing with injuries. And Kyrie Irving dealing with injuries. And Kawhi Leonard dealing with whatever the hell is going on in San Antonio. Kristaps Porzingis done for the year. Like, there's injuries all around the league. And so that's why the comparison, the most impressive thing, I've been saying this for a couple of years, about LeBron James, just his durability. He hasn't missed a game all season long. Um, I think that was sort of in large part to maybe some of the criticism he got for taking, you know, resting last season. Uh, now he's out to prove everybody wrong. Now he's out to carry the team on his own. Kyrie Irving is gone, all that stuff. So it's maybe the most impressive thing about LeBron James' career is his durability. Um, here's what else I've noticed. Because while I've noticed all these players going down while LeBron James continues to play at a high level, and he's been fantastic all year long, I've noticed something else, all right? Have you noticed that sort of the defending of LeBron has really ratcheted up a notch by members of the media? Like, it is, it's gone to another stratosphere, especially this season. And it sort of reminds me of something, all right? Like, I have found this throughout the course of time, that there is a word that enrages women, all right? There's this word. Now, it's not the word you think maybe I'm referring to, because that's just not a good word at all. But there's another word that enrages women, all right? Or at least the women that I've dated. All right? Some men may be able able to relate to this, but women almost certainly can relate to what I'm talking about right now, all right? The word starts with the letter C. Again, not the word you think I'm going to use. I'm not going there because I like my job, all right? Not doing that. But the word I'm referring to is crazy, right? If it's ever brought up during an argument or a disagreement with a woman, they will get pissed. I mean, they will get defensive. They will get angry. That word will enrage them. If you use the word crazy, even if it's not directly attributed to them, Even if it's just, you know, sort of directed uh, in terms of the thought process in a conversation, you use that word crazy and it's over. Like that, that cannot be done. All right. Like perfect example. If you're having a disagreement with your better half and you say to her, listen, what do do you mean? No, that's crazy. Why would you even think that? Don't call me crazy. I didn't call you crazy. I just said like the idea that no, you're saying that I'm crazy. No, no, I'm not. I'm not calling you crazy. I'm just saying that the idea of that. Oh, so you think my thoughts are crazy then? No, I'm not. That's not like you're just gonna. It, you're getting caught up in the web. You get all tangled up. You're you're trying. You're scrambling for air. It turns goes to another level. Then she's questioning on the and it's all because of that one word. Like just that one word. All right. 
That's what some members of the media remind me of when it comes to this other word, LeBron, especially this season. It's insane, man. Like, like he's having an amazing year. He's been durable, unlike Steph Curry and unlike all these other players, and he's having a wonderful year. And if somebody even so much as mentions the word LeBron, like you were to mention the word crazy in an argument with your wife or your better half, they come unglued. Like, like all of a sudden, if you just bring up the word LeBron, this happens. Yeah, so, uh, you know, LeBron, uh, yeah, LeBron's the greatest player. He's this, and, uh, and, and I don't know, you're crazy if you think that he's not. Well, no, I never said that LeBron wasn't great. I never, I mean, he's having a wonderful season. He's fantastic. I don't know, like, like what are you referring to? Well, no, I mean, I just want you to know that LeBron is great and he does all these wonderful things and look at how great LeBron is and then he talks about it after a game. And Yeah, we all get that. Like, where does this conversation come up to where people just assume that there are others out there who are saying that LeBron is not great? Everybody knows that he's great, all right? You saw Steph Curry go down on Friday night. You know LeBron doesn't get injured. He hasn't gotten injured all year long. Look at his career. He's never suffered a major injury. You see what's happening with Kawhi Leonard. LeBron's never dealt with something like this because LeBron's been more durable than him. You look at Kevin Durant. You look at every other great player around the league. Friday night was another example. LeBron goes out following up a huge game where he doesn't turn the ball over. It has like 9 million assists a couple nights ago and has a ho-hum under 30 minutes played game on Friday night and he was 27-9-6. It was easy and it was a blowout. He was good. Good with this. But for some reason, I've noticed this season two things in the NBA. One, a lot of injuries... A lot of star players dealing with nagging injuries, maybe trying to rest up for the playoffs, but maybe just not having a whole lot of luck. And two, LeBron James has been fantastic and durable, and his ball-washing fanboys in the media cannot defend him enough. It is over the top, man. Nobody ever in the history of mankind, find me one person that has ever said, LeBron's not great, or LeBron's not having a great season, or LeBron's not fantastic. Nobody's ever said that. Nobody's ever, nobody's ever said LeBron's not an historical player, okay? Nobody has ever said that, but it seems like every time something happens around the NBA and you even utter the word LeBron, you enrage members of the media to where they've got to run around and defend it like you said something negative about it. No, no, nobody's saying that guy's not great. Like, like, no, like nobody's saying, like, if you were, I guarantee you, find the biggest LeBron fan you can find. And just do this. This is a test. Just say to him, yeah, so, uh, yeah, LeBron had, uh, you know, he had that great game a couple of nights ago. Uh, he didn't have as good of a game, 27-9-6 uh, and six on, uh, you know, on Friday night. He only played 29 minutes. Well, I, I know. I didn't say what wasn't good. It just, you know, was different from the other. No, 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 he's on 20, no, 29 minutes. That's why. Yeah, I get it. Like, Relax. You know, like, like, I'm not calling you crazy. I just said that that sort it's like the same thing. So when I hear these people jump up and down, running around, parading, trying to defend this guy, we know he's wonderful. We know he's a great player. He's, he's phenomenal. He's historical. He could be a top two player all time. We all get it. Why the hell are you having arguments or discussions pretending as if you're the only ones that are noticing how great he is? 
Like, no. Like, everybody else knows he's great. Everybody knows he's fantastic. Like, we don't need it, we don't need it jammed down our throat that LeBron is historical and what a season and look, Steph Curry got injured on Friday night and this all happened. That just goes to show you how durable LeBron is. We know. Nobody ever said he wasn't. Like, it's like if you use the word LeBron to one of his fanboys in the media or somebody on Twitter, they come in droves to defend the guy. You could be complimenting him. And they will come in. It's the same thing when you're dealing with a woman sometimes. If you use the word crazy, they lose. Or at least the woman I've, been, I've dealt with before. You even utter the word crazy in their direction, they take it as an, as an insult, and that's going to eat up the next half hour of your life. Trust me. Like, I, I just don't know where this, this conversation started to where people think that he's not. He's fantastic, man. You see another example. Great player around the league goes down. He goes out under 30 minutes, puts up a 27-9 and 6 for 4. He was fantastic. But for some reason, I've noticed this year, the injuries to other star players and the defending of LeBron James is at an all-time high. And I, I really don't understand why. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, 877-99 on Fox, the phone number 877-996-6369. You can get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to geico.com 15 minutes ago. Uh, up next, I noticed a little something about a major sporting event, and maybe I'm just insane Maybe this is uh, this is me just overthinking something, or maybe I'm just now noticing it. But I have paid closer attention to something, and I think you've noticed it as well, too. I'll tell you what that is next here on FSR. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. In about uh, 10 minutes from now, Brady Quinn, Fox Sports Radio host, Fox NFL College football analyst, my radio wife here on Fox Sports Radio. We do a show together every Sunday night. Is going to stop by. We're going to talk uh, some NFL, some draft movement, some of this pro day crap you're being fed by members of the media. So that'll be coming up uh, in about 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, I do want to welcome in the crew, though. Got to welcome in the crew. right? Before, I, before we get to this um, conversation about... Things that I've noticed about the NCAA tournament. Okay, so I do want to welcome in the crew. Uh, first, a guy tweets in, guy whose um, whose Twitter handle is Sugar Mac Black Eight, and uh, Yay. we were talking about the LeBron James stuff because I've you know noticed things about LeBron. So Steph Curry goes down with another injury. On Friday night, it's a, it's an MCL sprain at this point. They're going to do another MRI. JaVale McGee falls into him. And so I've noticed a couple of things about this NBA season that I find very strange. So, like, there's a lot of players that are getting nicked up and injured. And just some of them are fluke. Others are wear and tear, maybe. Kyrie Irving had a, a minimally invasive surgery, if they want to term it that, on Friday. So I've noticed that about the – I've also noticed the other thing about the NBA this season – is that the defending of LeBron James is just at an all-time high. And I don't know where that came from because nobody has ever said in the history of mankind that he's not a great player. But it's like you're being force-fed that so much this season. Like it's happening way too much. We know, we know he's great. We get he's, he's phenomenal. An all-time great player. He's one of the top two to three best players I've ever seen in my life. He's fantastic. 
I just don't know why that's being done so much this year. Like, why is it this year that, that we feel the need to remind everybody how great he is? You should know that by now. If you don't, then I don't know what to tell you. So this guy writes in, uh, Twitter handle, SugarMacBlack8. Crazy. And he says, uh, so let me get this straight. You're upset at LeBron because people talk highly of him. Get a freaking life, loser. Again, get a freaking life loser from a guy whose Twitter handle is SugarMacBlack8, and he is tweeting men in the middle of the night that he doesn't know. Crazy. Iowa Sam is your technical producer here at Fox Sports Radio. He is Good fired up. Last drop. Fired up to be here until 6 a.m. Eastern time Hell, here on FSR. Yes. Well, Listen, Pete, the, the media has to tell uh, the world that LeBron's still great and all the trash is just revolving around him. I mean, I, he's still the, the, the center of the universe. I, I, just, I don't know. I just don't know why we have to. I don't. Why? Why, man? Like, we all know he's like nobody has ever once said that he's not a great player. Nobody's ever said that. If, if somebody said he's not a great player, they're either a junkie or a moron. And, and who cares what they say? Like, I don't know. Like, this season. It's like everybody's reminder of, oh, Steph Curry went down with another injury on Friday night. <laughs> LeBron's played every game. We get it. The sky like, is blue. It just like it's uh, I, up I, is up, down is down. Yeah, I yeah, don't. What else uh, is new? Yeah, I, I have no idea. It's very bizarre. Mike Mayer is your executive producer here at Fox Sports Radio. Michael, Michael, how we doing, Jonas? Uh Hello, good. Valentine's. Yeah, we're good. Just uh, just hanging out. Um, you know, having a little bit of fun. Uh, just being harassed on social media. Yes, and doing that a, was very uh, unnecessary. I listen. This is the uh, highest rated weekend overnight show in this time slot on this network while we're on the air. Yeah, you should get more respect, man. Yeah. Demand respect. Yes. Uh, speaking of respect, you better give some damn respect to the great Kevin Figures. Your national update Fox Sports Radio. Kevin Figures. Yeah. The pride of LA sports radio. You see him on television. You hear him on the radio, stud. The, the checks in the mail, Jonas. I appreciate it. Uh, listen, uh, are, are you now? Are you battling a little of something? You got a little bug, a little cold bug, or something? I there? don't believe so. Does it sound like it? Uh, a little bit. Like, oh, it could just be early in the shift, so maybe uh, you got to warm up a little bit. Probably. You know? Yeah, that's all right. Working out the kinks or whatnot. Hey, that you know what happens, man. Like nobody's uh, nobody's great right off the bat. You know, sometimes we're slow starters. Oh, no know? doubt. Yeah, this is uh, this is a race for distance. Maybe I need um, a. Uh, a Pep talk from uh, what's his name? Cadillac Black. What's the guy's name from Twitter? Uh, Sugar Mac. I, th- uh, I Sh- think it's uh, Sugar Sh- Snaps. Uh, Sugar. Uh, Who? It, yeah, uh, Sugar Daddy uh, Black or Sugar. I don't know. Like it's very, very a very feminine Twitter handle. Um, for crazy uh, for a guy tweeting other people and then in the middle of the night. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I should, um, Scooby yeah. Snacks. Black. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Uh, like yeah, like fruit snacks. Fine to eat. Fruit snack black. Uh, I I have no idea. Right. Um, very uh, very bizarre though. Um, you know, Abba Zabba Black or uh, something like that. It's yeah, just weird. stop hating on LeBron James there, yeah. Jonas. Yeah, that's, all, that, that's all hey, I ask. I don't know if you do this or not, Kevin. LeBron James is great. I don't know if you he do is? that or not. Yeah. LeBron can, you, can you believe that? I had no idea. <laughs> you know oh, me. Yeah. Tom Brady's pretty good too. It's like somebody tapping you on the shoulder and saying, "Hey." That Aaron Hernandez guy, kind of a bad dude. What? Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, oh. I, I think I sort of figured that out when he executed a human being. I, I think I think we gathered all that. Appreciate it, though. All right. 
Um, so, yeah, that's the whole crew. So we're going to be here until 6 a.m. Eastern time on Fox Sports Radio. Now, I don't know. So the NCAA tournament is going on. And uh, we had uh, four more games uh, that went final on Friday night. So you had uh, Duke advancing, pretty good game against Syracuse. Duke advances. Villanova, West Virginia was fantastic. One of the most physical basketball games I've seen in a long time to where, like, you didn't know if there was going to be a brawl that was going to ensue. That was just a man's game when you watch that. And so that went back and forth. Villanova pulled away. They just hit more shots down the stretch uh, than West Virginia did. Uh, Kansas and Clemson, that was a blowout for majority of the game, but Kansas uh, ends up advancing. And then Purdue dealing with injuries, uh, fall to Texas Tech. So they all advance. So we know our Elite Eight now. The Elite Eight is set. And so... I've just I've noticed something about the NCAA tournament this year, and maybe this is just me overthinking it. Maybe I'm just uh, I, I'm I'm nuts, and I'm not really seeing it from a big picture standpoint. And maybe I don't recollect this from other times, other tournaments in the past. But is it me, or do these rims in the tournament this year seem like they got a lot of give? Like these these balls are bouncing. Not mine, the ones in the tournament are bouncing everywhere up and down and landing in the in the basket it seems once or twice a game like it's like uh like you're shooting baskets at a carnival, except you don't have a beer uh sitting on the on the side of the the cage there that you're w- afraid is going to knock over if you bump into one of those stuffed animals like it it just it seems like it's happening more and more. Maybe I'm just I'm living in the moment, and it just it seems to me that 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 I'm forgetting other things like that. But it just am I not like Kevin Figures, our national update anchor here? Am I crazy in this to think this? Like, doesn't it seem like more and more baskets are rolling around the rim, bouncing and then landing in? A lot of one. It just uh, seems like yeah. I don't know what it is. I don't know if there's a magic rims going in or something. I don't know what it is. but Well, I actually reached out. So Aaron Torres is a uh, college basketball insider here yeah. for Fox Sports Radio. He's also going to be doing a show um, uh, with Arnie Spanier every Saturday night, early Sunday morning uh, during the basketball season. He's fantastic, and he does a really good job. And so I actually reached out to Torres, and I said, bro, am I crazy? Like, doesn't it seem like this tournament, like we've seen more – uh, baskets with balls bouncing off the rim and going up against the backboard and going in. Like, why does it seem like there's more give on the rims? And do you know what he replied back to me? What's that? Not a damn thing. He has yet to respond to my text. <laughs> not not <laughs> even. Data. Yeah, not even. Not even a. Hey man, give me a minute. I'm working on a column. Uh, or hey man, I'm in traffic. He didn't not even a hit. Yeah, he damn didn't even, thing. Didn't even hit you with it. That's a clown nothing, question, bro. <laughs> nothing. So here's. A, I want everybody to bombard. This is a little bit of hazing uh, here because he's uh, starting a new show with Arnie Spanier. I want everybody to haze Aaron Torres at Aaron underscore Torres. <laughs> at Aaron underscore Torres, and just ask him why he hasn't replied to my text from Friday night. All right, Everybody Do on it. Twitter, unload on the guy. Absolutely unload on him. I want to know why he has not replied to my text. Okay, A valid question that was posed to him, college basketball insider, and he gave me the Heisman. He big-leagued me via text. So at Aaron underscore Torres, unload on him. Ask him why he didn't respond to my text. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studio. This show's already off the rails. We're less than a half hour in, and this show is off the rails, and I love it. Coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio, we're going to find out 
what is now going to happen at the top of the NFL draft? All right, there was there was a move made that actually could impact several other moves in the top 10. All right, so we're going to find out what is going to happen towards the top of the draft. That is coming up next year on Fox Sports Radio. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, Kevin Figures. All right, Johnson, you're talking about the college basketball tournament. The Sweet 16 did wrap up on Friday night. Third-seeded Texas Tech in the East region did defeat number 2 Purdue 78-65 to as the Red Raiders head to the Elite Eight for the first time in school history. They will take on top-seeded Villanova out of the East region. They got a victory over West Virginia 90 to 78 as Jalen Brunson, National Player of the Year candidate, scored 27 points. Villanova's second appearance in the Elite Eight in three years. Of course, they won the national championship a couple of years ago. In the Midwest region, you had second-seeded Duke beating Syracuse 69-65 to behind 22 points from Marvin Bagley. They'll take on top-seeded Kansas, who got an 80-76 to victory over Clemson. KU had a 20-point lead cut down to six with about two and a half minutes remaining, but they did hold on to get the victory and will advance to the Elite Eight for the third consecutive season. Online car shopping can be confusing, not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. In the NBA, the Celtics beat the Blazers 105-100 to despite not having Kyrie Irving, who will reportedly undergo a minor left knee procedure on Saturday. He's already missed six games with a knee issue. The Spurs beat the Jazz 124-120 to in overtime as DeMarcus Aldridge scored 45 points, a career high for him. Victories for the Thunder, Bucks, and the Cavaliers, who got 27 points, 9 boards, and 9 assists from LeBron James. Raptors beat the Nets. The Warriors notched a 106-94 victory over the Atlanta Hawks, but did lose Steph Curry. Curry in the third quarter, who had just returned after missing six games with an ankle injury. He suffers an MCL injury, reported MCL injury, late in the third quarter, scheduled for MRI later on Saturday afternoon. And some baseball news, uh, San Francisco Giants ace Madison Bumgarner will miss some time after he broke his pitching hand after being hit by a line drive comebacker in his last spring training start on Friday afternoon. Jonas? Thanks, Kev. Jonas Knox coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Brady Quinn, Fox Sports Radio host, Fox NFL college football analyst, former NFL Notre Dame quarterback, is with me now here on Fox Sports Radio. You can hear uh, Brady and I. Uh, every Sunday night from 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern time. He is my radio wife. Uh, and I want to get right into the uh, the big trade that was made uh, within the last day or so, or last 24, 48 hours in the NFL, and why it could impact the top of the draft. The Giants trade Jason Pierre-Paul. He goes to Tampa Bay. Now the Giants are sitting there at two. There's a pass rusher that could be available. What did you make of the Giants' move and how it could impact uh, the rest of the top ten in the draft? Uh, yeah, it's kind of interesting that general manager David Gettleman is, you know, wanted to move on from a player that you know, I think is a proven commodity in the league in regard to his pass rush ability. But it sta- sounds like when you listen to the coaching staff, some of their remarks, you know, they felt like after the, the fireworks incident uh, near the Fourth of July, where he hurt his hand, um, that he was still trying to kind of figure it out and still trying to find himself as an edge rusher. Um, so that leads me to think one of two things. Uh, one, their house cleaning. And so the possibility of them you know, wanting to move on and wanting to, them to bring in their own guys um, as far as potentially drafting a quarterback might be there. But the other things you kind of hear is, one, Eli Manning's going to be their quarterback, and they still think he can play at a high level. And then, two, Davis Webb, they haven't seen yet, but they have a lot of good things to say about him. So 
that leads me to, to think this. They're either going to stick it to and take Bradley Chubb to then replace JPP, who's by far and away the best pass rusher uh, in, in this year's draft class, or they could trade back with the Jets, and the Jets can get the reassurance that no one's going to trade up to number two and leapfrog them and take the quarterback that they potentially want. So um, they could trade back a spot at a minimum and get probably a third-round pick for that just to move back one. And that would make a lot of sense. So you know, I think either way, they're probably going to take Bradley Chubb. That seems to make the most sense given what they just gave up in JPP. Now, if there was a big enough haul to come through, like is Bradley Chubb uh, such a, a difference maker defensively that they would stay in that spot regardless? Because to me, if if the price tag has already been set below them to where they see what the Jets traded up to get to number three, I mean, what if Arizona or Buffalo called? Like, like if they were if they were offered enough, do you think they would trade out of that, or are they dead set on grabbing Chubb? They've already had a, an, an individual workout reportedly. Do you think that there's a possibility they could trade out of there? Yeah, there's definitely a possibility. It depends on you know what the asking price is. And, and what you mentioned with the Jets essentially overpaying to move up three spots from six to three with the Colts, it's now set the precedent that you know, you know, they'd be willing to do the same thing if a team was wanting to trade up to the number two spot to get a quarterback, whether that's you know Arizona, Buffalo, uh, Denver, for example. Yeah. And Denver would be an interesting one. Because they could move back to five, they would obviously get a decent amount of compensation. I think based on what um, the Jets moved up for, you'd probably be looking at something similar in regards to compensation. And they go back to five, the Broncos get their quarterback at two, and, and maybe Chubb's still there, or maybe you make a trade with the, with the Browns, and you move up to four to take him. Although I would think that you know the Browns would probably stay put. I mean, having the chance at four, if we do get three quarterbacks taken, one, two, three, it's going to be between Barkley and Chubb. Uh, they probably can't go wrong. I think they would still lead to take an edge rusher only because you can find other good running backs in this this draft class. Uh, maybe not to the extent of Saquon Barkley, but you know the, the other pass rushers aren't even close to what Bradley Chubb can provide. Uh, Brady Quinn with me here on uh, Fox Sports Radio. You know what's crazy? Too? I was thinking about this because you've got Denver sitting at five. You've got Arizona as a possibility. You know, they would love to get into the quarterback sweepstakes. What about Miami? I mean, Miami's sitting there at 11. You and I talked about it on our our show this past weekend where by the time it gets to Denver at 5, depending on what happens, all four quarterbacks could be off the board. So there's going to be movement somewhere. I'm just wondering what teams outside of those three, Denver, Miami, and Arizona, could you see willing to strike a deal rich enough to move up to the top three or four? Yeah, I think it's the Bills. I mean, they're the ones that have the most uh, capital, if you will, in draft picks this year, and they sit at 12. So they could be the team that actually leapfrogs and jumps up and, and, and takes a quarterback potentially either to number two or they leapfrog all the way up maybe to Cle- with Cleveland uh, to number four. And, you know, I'm not sure if Cleveland want to move that far back, but uh, it'll all depend on, you know, how they value Bradley Chubb and, and Saquon Barkley. Um, but, you know, clearly those would be the two spots you're looking to take, you know, jumping in front of the Jets uh, right after the Browns or then jumping in front of the Broncos and not allowing that to happen if you're the Bills. I, I just, I'm not sold on the Dolphins taking a quarterback in the first round. I'm not. I think, you know, they just signed Brock Osweiler. He knows Adam Gase's system. He's going to serve as the backup. Ryan Tannenhill, you know, they feel like can be the starter. He was a big reason why Adam Gase took the job in the first, first place. And I think they believe in him for this year. And based on how he performs, um, will then determine how they approach the offseason the next year. But I really do think that they're not going to take a quarterback in the first round. I'd be pretty surprised if they did. Um, they'll probably take best available at 11. And, you know, look, if one of these quarterbacks drops to them, maybe that's a different story. But 
if it goes how I think we think it's going to go, um, I can't imagine that they're going to reach for a guy. They, I think they think that they can find value in some of these quarterbacks in the second, third, fourth round. Uh, Brady Quinn, Fox NFL college football analyst, also Fox Sports Radio host. He's my radio wife every Sunday night here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, by the way, new start time to the show, 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern time, 6 to 9 Pacific time. Get your minds out of the gutter. We're just talking times here on the West Coast. Uh, Brady will release his explosive mock draft, version 2.0, coming up this weekend. So everybody's uh, all uh, excited. It's been the talk of the town here at Fox Sports Radio. So looking forward to yeah. that. Between between six to nine, yeah. it's going to be explosive. That, uh, yep. <laughs> you better believe it, and uh, and we'll leave that there. Uh, all right, so let me get your, your thoughts on this, because John Lynch came out and had some interesting things to say about Kyle Shanahan, that, that he was a bit down almost after the Jimmy Garoppolo move was made to San Francisco. Uh, Kirk Cousins was the guy that he had envisioned uh, uh, Kyle Shanahan did to be his quarterback there. What did you make of John Lynch's statement? You know, it, it's funny he came out and said this publicly because him and I had a conversation. I, I called um, their Week 17 game, um, and, you know, when I was out there um, talking with John Lynch about just taking over the job and, and the trade and everything that worked out for Jimmy Garoppolo, <clears throat> he admitted to me. He said, you know, Kyle Shanahan wasn't really fully on board when we first decided to trade uh, for Jimmy Garoppolo. And, you know, he's like, I always thought based on everything I'd seen thus far and, and what everyone had kind of talked to me about that, you know, he was going to be our, our franchise quarterback. You know, I felt co- confident in what I had seen before he even played for the 49ers. He said, Kyle didn't feel that way. Kyle wanted to see him in the system. He had to see him play had to get a feel for how he practiced, how he processed things in the meeting rooms and how he conducted himself. And obviously after the way he played, you know, going five and zero as their starter, and and absolutely, you know, elevating the play of everyone else out around them. I think Kyle Shanahan would, would be willing to admit that he is their franchise guy. They're excited about him, uh, but there's no doubt about it. Kyle Shanahan was you know part part of that you know staff in Washington that drafted Kirk Cousins, and and you better believe that the way that draft went down. Um, RG3 was Dan Snyder's pick, their owner, and then Kirk Cousins, who I believe was taken in the third round. Uh, was Mike Shanahan and Kyle Shanahan's pick. That's who they wanted. So um, they obviously have ties going back to that. I think they look at Kirk Cousins' skill set, he would have been a good fit in their offense. But I don't, I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is a bad fit either. So, no. um, look, it, it ended up working out in the end, but it, it is kind of crazy to hear John Lynch uh, be, you know, upfront about, yeah. you know, how that whole um, transition went, um, not only for Kyle Shanahan, but just to bring in Jimmy Garoppolo. I love that he was honest about it because we're, we're fed a line of crap a lot. Like, uh, what was the one um, Chris Ballard came out and said, well, you know, uh, Josh McDaniels, eh, we were kind of, you know, so-so on him the whole time. You're full of crap. That's why you were enraged and you tried to call him out at a press conference when he said no to the job. Case Keenum in Denver, John Elway, quote, found the guy they wanted the whole time. Like, I, I'm actually, I can appreciate John Lynch's honesty coming out and saying, no, hey, listen, my head coach, he wanted somebody else, but we ended up going with this guy. No, I mean, it's it's pretty rare to see it. Although, I mean, I, I know John from not only his playing days, but working at Fox. So um, that, that's that's kind of what you get. He's a straight shooter. And you know, I think he likes to be upfront and honest with people, and he understands that um, people are probably going to find out about it anyway. So at the end of the day, um, they ended up getting one heck of a deal. And it's something that if the 49ers are going to be playing a Super Bowl, running these Super Bowls with Jimmy Garoppolo as their quarterback, this will go down as one of the greatest trades of all time. I mean, getting him for a second-round pick from the New England Patriots, um, based on how, how much they coveted Jimmy Garoppolo there, and being able to work out that deal before the trade deadline, 
was just incredible on the part of John Lynch. Uh, Brady Quinn, last one here, Fox Sports Radio. You can uh, listen to Brady Quinn and myself every Sunday night. Uh, new start time this weekend, 9 p.m. Eastern time to midnight Eastern time, 6 to 9 Pacific here on FSR. Um, I hear a lot of buzz about pro days. Um, you know, uh, I heard that Sam Darnold lit it up at the pro day, you know, in the rain, no less. Like what a, what a gutsy performance. Like they turned, they turned Sam Darnold's pro day. Like he was on the set of deadliest catch and they were, they were out at sea trying to save their lives while fishing for crab. And then I even heard that Johnny Manziel had a, had a, just an impressive pro day. Please, would you explain to me what the hell's a pro day? All right, explain to all of us what is a pro day, and should we really have been that impressed with Johnny Manziel, Sam Darnold, and the rest of these performances? No, not at all. Uh, Look, pro days are a rehearsed, scripted format of a quarterback throwing in T-shirt and shorts. Uh, So wide receivers who he knows and guys who he's thrown to before and uh, really with no defense. So it's not applicable at all to what you're asked to do as a quarterback. Um, and I think, you know, for people out there who, who want to say, yeah, but you get to see them throw and how accurate they are and all that, um, that doesn't matter because there's a lot of guys who are accurate when there's no pass rush and they don't have pads on, they can't get hit. And then guess what happens? The second all of a sudden they become vulnerable, they shrink up, they can't make those throws. Um, and a lot of those throws need to be made um, a lot of times into windows before the wide receiver gets there. And, and when you have a defense in there, that's a little bit scary, you know, having to throw a ball in between two defenders when your wide receiver is still 10 yards away. So, look, it's, it's not very applicable to playing the game of football. We still do it as an evaluation or a part of the evaluation process. I don't read a ton into it. You know, the, the, everyone made a big deal about the rain. Um, I mean, look, Southern California, a monsoon there, I, I can't imagine that's anywhere close to – what it's like having to play in, in South Florida, where it's actually a tropical environment. Right. You've got raindrops the size of your head, Jonas. So um, it, it, it's really not the inclement weather people are worried about. Like in Cleveland, they're worried about wind, they're worried about cold. That's when it affects your grip. That's when it makes it hard for you to feel your hand and then throw the football accurately. Uh, and then obviously, if you don't spin the football well, and again, not being able to have a good grip on the football will affect that, then you can't cut the wind. And you're going to be inaccurate having to throw into a wind and even with the wind at times. So those are the things that people are concerned by. It's not, he's not able to demonstrate that, uh, so you kind of have to wait and see. But bottom line was Sam Darnold basically went out and did exactly what everyone thought he was going to do and looked like the best quarterback in this year's class. Brady Quinn, Fox NFL college football analyst, also uh, my radio wife here on Fox Sports Radio this Sunday 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern time, Brady Quinn's explosive, underline the word explosive, mock draft number two comes out this Sunday. We're excited for it. Thanks, pal, for popping on. We appreciate it. Oh, anytime, anytime. And look, look forward to that mock draft. Like, like, like you're saying, between 6 to 9 Pacific, explosive. Hey, Just think about that in your mind. Okay? After, after Brady's uh, first explosive mock draft, um, I needed a cigarette, and I couldn't move for like 10 minutes. Thanks, pal. Thanks. Uh, that's uh, yeah. It, 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 something tells me mock draft 2.0 coming up on Sunday. It's going to go off the rails, off the rails because uh, we can't keep it clean on that show. That's just the way things are done. All right, uh, Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. The phone number you can also give me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox. Coming up next, there's a major NFL story that uh, I think some people are making a mistake in their approach to it. I'll tell you what that is next on FSR. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. 
Coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. So I do. There's a a story in the NFL that I I think we've got to, and maybe some people are maybe making a little bit of a mistake as far as how they approach it. So uh, so I'll explain what that is coming up here in just a minute. I do want to tell you we are brought to you by Granger, the products and services you need when you need them. Granger's got your back to help keep your facility running. Granger for the ones who get it done. I feel like a bit of an a hole right now. Uh, I was filling in uh, on the Doug Gottlieb show on Friday, and there was spring training on one of the TVs. And uh, spring training, one of the worst things I've ever seen on television. It is unwatchable. I don't get it. I don't know how people can, can even sit through <sighs> an inning of spring training. It's it's worse than preseason football. Not even close. And uh, and I said all that, and I you know was criticizing it and mocking it. How the hell could you sit through all that crap? And I look up on one of the televisions, and uh, I'm watching a UFC fight from about a decade ago. So, I don't know. uh, And I already know how it's going to end. I've already seen the fight a million times, but uh, it's very pathetic. (laughs) Very pathetic. Oh, man. Well done. That was uh, well played. Uh, The UFC music, which uh, also, ironically, is uh, very, very old as well, too. Um, All right. So this uh, Michael Bennett story, I'll just be honest with you. Uh, there's a lot about this Michael Bennett story where at the Super Bowl in Houston, um, he uh, has been indicted uh, saying that he um, you know, shoved an elderly person who's also a paraplegic who was doing security at the time. Uh, so he's he's been indicted by the grand jury. Um you know, for injury of the elderly, uh, he's, um, you know, could face up to 10 years in prison. Like there's a lot, like very serious stuff that sort of came out of nowhere. Like I don't, I don't even, I didn't even hear this discuss. I didn't hear whispers of it. None of that. And so it came out of nowhere on Friday and I, I don't like doing this, but I'm going to go ahead and hold off because I want to hear what else is going on, because there's a lot of very odd things about this whole story. I'm not saying that it's not true. I'm not saying it is true. I just, there's some things that, that and, I, and I am very sensitive to, to elderly abuse and all that. I used to work at a retirement home. Um, I take care of an elderly person now, so it's sort of near and dear to my heart. So when I see that, that word triggers a negative reaction, but I needed to sort of pull back and say, wait till everything comes out. Like maybe that's not the popular thing to do. You got to have a take immediately. I don't have one because it's such a touchy subject that I want to wait to see what else happens. Um, so there've been some people like, ah, oh, you know, what are your thoughts? I, I don't, I want to hold off on those because anything I want to say right now is not going to be very nice. And I don't want to look like an a-hole down the road. If it turns out that this was embellished or not exactly true. Uh, Jonas Knox, Fox sports radio coming up next. Uh, an NFL story that might surprise you here on FSR. So we have got an NFL story that's actually a bit of a surprise. I know that's tough to do. I know uh, in today's day and age where everything is leaked, everything's reported, there's uh, rats everywhere, people uh, quote diamond on other people. But believe it or not, I have got a surprising NFL story, and I'll get to that here coming up in just a couple of minutes. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. 
You can always listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app, Sirius XM Channel 83 on all of our Fox Sports Radio affiliates, wherever the hell you are right now. Always appreciate you chiming in and being part of the program here as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Um, All right, so change of pace is always good, right? Like, it, like it, just a, a nice change of pace, you know, switch things up a little bit. Like in baseball, they always tell you, uh, you know, uh, move the batter's eye level. You know, sometimes throw a pitch really, really outside the zone, really high in the zone, and make them start thinking about a different strike zone or a different area to look at, and then you go down low and you try and bust them in or something like that. And that's that's sort of just one angle to pitching, like one strategy you could take to pitching, you know, kind of change of pace, you know, like, and I, I, I'm a firm believer that change of pace is good, right? It reinvigorates you. Like you, uh, you know, you, you take a little bit of a break, you know, some people like to have smoke breaks, you know, they're at the, at the office all day and then they go out for a 10 minute smoke break or some people take a walk around the parking lot or some people like I, I worked at a place that had uh there was like a, a foosball table in the break room. People will go in there and play foosball and ping pong sometimes. Like it just like it it just depends, but it's it's just good to switch things up a little bit. Get a nice break. You know, if you work in a cubicle all day, anybody out there that works in a cubicle, you know this. Like the one place you don't want to go is inside to eat. Like you're not gonna have lunch at your cubicle cubicle. Right, like you want to go outside. You know, you've been stuck in an office all day. You want to get some fresh air. You want to go get something to eat. You don't want to be sitting in the same place, that little confined area inside your cubicle. You want to go something else, just to change the pace all the way around. If you have kids, like you'll talk to people that have kids, and when they finally have a night out to where it's just mom and dad without the kids, just look at how excited they are. Not that they hate their kids. It's not that they dislike being around their children. They just like the idea of one night where they're not having to clean up somebody's vomit or not having to clean up uh, after somebody else. Just like for a couple of hours, you just sort of recharge the batteries, if you will. It's a change of pace. Nothing permanent, just a nice little change of pace. All right? You know, just change it up a little bit. It's why we vacation, little getaways here or there. Just, you know... Nice little change of pace. This time of year in the NFL, I consider lying season, right? This is where NFL executives, NFL general managers, uh, team personnel, they use members of the media, and they lie a lot, okay? So, like, if you're a reporter and you're covering the NFL and you're one, you know, one of the high-profile reporters in the league, you understand that that's part of the gig. Like, this time of year, you're going to get used. You're going to get abused. They're going to feed you crap because you'll feed that crap to another publication, and then they'll run with the story, and then somebody else will run with the story, and now all of a sudden you create these uh, these rumors and everything else that goes on. Like, teams are so secretive this time of year. 
Like, especially this time of year. You remember a year ago? What was the big crazy move on draft day that nobody saw coming? The Bears moving up one spot to take Mitchell Trubisky when everybody thought they were going to wait and take Solomon Thomas. Uh, Jamal Adams was a guy that was rumored to go to Chicago because they needed safety help. You like had all these people guessing. Hardly any of them said they were going to not only move up in the draft, but were also going to take Mitch Trubisky a year before the coveted draft class that was to be 2018. Like, there were secret meetings being held that nobody knew about. So I sort of take everything that I'm fed this time of year with a grain of salt. Eh, okay. I'll, uh, sure, sure. I'll buy into that. Okay. Report. Like, you'll see these, uh, these reports, as we apparently have a band in the studio. You'll see these reports that come out. And it's my favorite thing. Report, colon. Two teams interested in moving up in the draft. Well, no kidding, man. There's probably 31 teams interested in moving up in the draft. Like, you want to identify two, but, but we, I, love, I love it. I, I understand that it's part of it, okay? Now, I don't want a permanent vacation from the lies because it's kind of fun to call people out and kind of fun to challenge these reports that come out in the NFL, But sometimes a change of pace would be nice. You know, I don't want to wave from my kids, okay? I just want a couple of hours out to where I don't have to worry about cleaning up after somebody, all right? And somebody in the NFL gave me a little bit of that, and they gave you a little bit of that, and it was very, very rare to hear actual honesty around this time of year in the NFL. So... 49ers general manager John Lynch was on ESPN Radio this week. And John Lynch talked about the big move for the 49ers. Now, some people projected the 49ers as being a team that would want to get into the quarterback sweepstakes this year. And then they were able to pull off the Halloween Day draft to acquire Jimmy Garoppolo. And you know the rest is history. He's there long term. Everybody's happy. But one of the guys that was thought of as a potential suitor for the 49ers because of the relationship between Kyle Shanahan and him was Kirk Cousins. Knew each other in Washington, worked together in Washington, and so ended up with Jimmy Garoppolo. And you would assume everybody's thrilled, everybody's excited there. And John Lynch, God bless him, gave us the little bit of a break, you know, Little little piece of fresh air, just you know, a little change of paces, if you will, a little bit of honesty this week on ESPN Radio. For Kyle, I think the thing I would tell people is, you know, Jimmy, you know, we we made the trade, um, but then there were some days that that Kyle Shanahan was like in mourning because I think everybody knows his master plan was to have Kirk Cousins come in eventually. You know, I was proud of Kyle because I, I think he knew that this was the right thing for our franchise, and he didn't hesitate. But then even then, you know, Jimmy had to really prove himself. And, you know, Kyle, I, I think it was really smart. He didn't play him right away. He waited till he had some semblance of an understanding of our of our scheme. When he did put him in, he put him in in a, in a position to succeed. And, and then I, I would tell you that Jimmy really impressed Kyle to the point that he said, this is our guy. And How about that? Can we get a round of applause for John Lynch, 49ers general manager, this week saying, yeah, I made that move, and uh, Kyle Shanahan wasn't happy about it. He wanted the other guy, but we still made the move. Round of applause 
for a little bit of honesty from 49ers general manager John Lynch. I mean, man, what a what a change of pitch. Just a night, just take a deep breath, fresh air. You know, you're in the cubicle all day hearing these lies and rumors this time of year in the NFL, and then somebody comes out and they're actually honest. You know, because uh, like according to John Elway with the Denver Broncos, Case Keenum was quote the guy they wanted the entire time. Yeah. That's why you didn't give him a multi-year contract. You signed him short term. <laughs> like, like it's, it's unbelievable. Like, hey, babe, I love you. Seriously, I want to spend the rest of my life with you. Why are you still on dating sites? Well, I don't know. Just uh, making sure. You know, just, uh, yeah, if you're really committed, why are you on dating sites? You know? Like, if you're the, if you're the uh, Denver Broncos, if you're really committed to, to Case Keenum long term, why didn't you sign him really long term? You know? Like, if, are, are you planning on drafting a quarterback? If there's a quarterback sitting there, if Josh Rosen's sitting at five and you haven't moved out of the draft, you're not taking him? Like, I mean, come on. Like, just, just stop. Chris, Chris Ballard, Colts general manager. Remember, uh, remember the line of crap he tried to spin where they said, uh, yeah, Frank Reich, that's the guy we wanted. No, it's not. The guy you wanted was Josh McDaniels. And he gave you a crotch chop and said, I don't think I want to go there because that roster stinks. I'd rather stay in New England. Okay? So don't try and sell anybody that garbage. Lies. All lies all the time from executives and people this time of year. And then John Lynch, again, God bless him, steps up with finally an honest statement, an honest conversation about his head coach, and how he really felt about the trade of Jimmy Garoppolo. So, I listen, I, I, uh, I, I love it. I love that, uh, that John Lynch was, was, was honest with it, and uh, I wish more NFL teams would be like that. But again, I'm not going to complain too much. This is my favorite time of year in the NFL. Draft, free agency, all this stuff. I enjoy all of it. I love the rumors. But it's nice to have somebody just spit the truth for once in a while. Uh, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. We have great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com. And in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. 877-99 on Fox. The phone number 877-996-6369. And on Twitter, at the Jonas Knox. Up next, somebody in the world of sports has gotten a lot of heat over the past couple of days. All right, They've gotten a lot of heat. I am going to defend them, okay? This may seem like an impossible thing when you, when you figure out who I'm talking about. I am going to defend them, and I'll do that for you next. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. So uh, I'm going to defend somebody that is not getting a lot of defense. Uh, I'm going to do that here coming up in just a minute. We are going to play Guess That Garbage 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Guess That Garbage coming up 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. Basically how it works, I have got questions about the NFL. All right, These are sort of trivia type questions, but they're all very, very basic, very easy. And for some reason, whenever we do this, you guys get on national radio And a lot of you embarrass yourselves, and I don't understand why. These questions are easy, but most of you get really nervous. It's a big stage. It's national radio, 300-something affiliates. 
Uh, people listening on the iHeartRadio app in other countries, listening on Sirius XM Channel 83, like all over the place. And I think you guys feel the pressure. So when the bright lights go on, you really struggle. And I know that you all know the NFL. You're all fans of the NFL. You love the NFL. It's the number one sport in the country. But for some reason, you guys really struggle. So I ask these questions every week, and they're not like questions from way, 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 way back then. I'm not asking stuff from the 50s. It's all relatable to things that have gone on in the NFL in the last week. All right? So I keep it topical, and for some reason, you guys still struggle. So if you would like to be a part of Guess That Garbage, if you would like to take your swing at Guess That Garbage, 877-99 on Fox is the number to do so. 877-996-6369. Guess That Garbage coming up 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, also, um, we were talking about, uh, I noticed uh, a couple of things in the NCAA tournament. That uh, w- One of them that I noticed is that it seems like the basketball and the rims sort of have more give this year. Like a lot of shots that are rolling around and bouncing in that just seem like they would never happen in the, NF- in the NBA. And for some reason this year in the tournament, I don't know why I've noticed it. Maybe it's just me. But, I mean, if it's the condensation of, of, of the basketballs or if it's the, the give on the rims, whatever the case may be, I've noticed it a lot more in this tournament. And uh, so I told, uh, I reached out to Aaron Torres, Fox Sports Radio's College Hoops Insider, also Fox Sports Radio host here, uh, is going to be with uh, Arnie Spanier coming up later on Saturday night, early Sunday morning. And uh, I reached out to him to ask, you know, why that was or if I'm crazy. And um, he's yet to reply back. So it's been hours. Hours. And Aaron Torres has already big-leagued me. All right. Already big-leagued me, a guest of the show, a friend of the show here on Fox Sports Radio. So... Go ahead and harass him. I want you to blow him up, bombard him on Twitter, at Aaron underscore Torres, at Aaron underscore Torres, and ask him why the hell he has not replied to my text. Two can play this game. Jerk ass! All right. So, um, so there's somebody in sports that has been criticized recently, and I don't necessarily agree with the criticism. All right, I, 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 I don't agree with it. And so here's, here's the comparison, and this is what I was thinking about when I was hearing some of the criticism of this guy. All right, so I worked in sales, all right, and I worked at a company to where we did over-the-phone sales. So we were selling a product, uh, selling uh, subscriptions, if you will, if you want to call it that, um, but I worked in sales, and the contracts for these products were three months six months, and 12 months. And that's sort of how you sold them. And they were really high-priced items, like like pricey items. They were marketing kits or packets, if you will, but, but very high-priced. And um, the goal in wanting to sell these would be to sell a 12-month term because that way they're committed to that for 12 months. So it's more money overall for everybody. Um, they're more difficult to, uh, to sell but it's, it, it gives you a little bit of comfort knowing that that is money that's coming in every month based on your sales, so you get paid out on that. So that was, that was the goal. You always wanted to sell it at 12 months, but it was tough to do. Well, a couple of guys that worked at the company, they went totally against the grain, and they sort of paired up with this, and they decided 
they were only going to sell three-month contracts. That was it. They didn't even pitch the idea of a one-year term because that would be a longer conversation. It's a, it's a high, you know, more high-priced. So all they did was pitch three-month contracts. And so they would, you know, tell these the people they were selling these products to, hey, you know, it's only 90 days. If you don't like it after 90 days, you can walk out. No harm, no foul. It's a 90-day commitment. That's it. As opposed to it's a 12-month commitment. Uh, if it doesn't work out, people would look at that, and the customer would look and say, man, that's a long time, a year from now. At least 90 days, I can sort of embrace that. Now, ideally, if you're a salesman, you want the 12-month commitment. But these guys said, screw it. I'm not even going to worry about 12 months. I'm just going to focus on three months. Right? So what ended up happening is they made a ton of money. I mean, wealthiest guys at the company, highest sales, uh, always hitting quota. They did a ton of volume, but ultimately the job ended up being harder because as opposed to every 12 months, every three months, every 90 days, they'd have to resell the item because if it didn't work after that 90 days, and a lot of times you know, the person, the customer wasn't happy, they'd have to go in and redo the entire thing. And they'd have to constantly do that as opposed to only having to do it once every 12 months. So it was more difficult, but that was their approach. Like they were only going to focus on short-term commitments, right? So what that means is they got to go through the whole grind every 90 days, the whole grind, go through it all over again, uh, you know, just continue to, to churn out and make calls and, and try and add volume. I mean, the upside is there, but ultimately it ends up being more work, right? That's how I look at John Calipari with Kentucky. John Calipari gets a lot of heat, right? A lot of people knock him because, well, he's, quote, got the most talent. He's got all this talent every year. And, uh, Usually, that's the case. And he hasn't delivered more than the one national title with all this talent and all these great players and these big names in the NBA. But when I see that John Calipari hasn't delivered more than that one national title and you see all the names that have come through Kentucky and that he's only got the one championship and they've moved on to the NBA and all these guys have made all this money, people will look at that as a knock on John Calipari. He was eliminated by Kansas State on Thursday night. And so you've got now an Elite Eight in which all Kentucky had to do was beat Kansas State and Loyola Chicago and they would have been in the Final Four. And now John Calipari's at home. And people are criticizing. And people are talking about what a failure it was. Uh, This guy had an easy path to the Final Four. And look what ends up happening. John Calipari can't deliver it again. All he's got is the one championship. I actually think John Calipari's job is harder than other coaches around the country. I I truly do. And I think it's harder because of how much he's embraced and mastered the one-and-done recruiting. Because it is constant turnover okay he can't depend on four-year commits he can't depend a lot of times on three-year two-year commits everything is a one-year commitment everything is like those 90-day contracts to where he's having to turn and burn talent every year every year he's having to bring in new recruits resell the program and what ends up happening is that One, other coaches have figured out 
that this is the way to recruit nowadays with the one-and-done rule. So you get other coaches, most notably Mike Krzyzewski, who have figured out, I've got to sell my program one year at a time, just like Coach Cal did. He sort of embraced it before anybody else did, and now everybody else is doing it. So now he's got competition. But also, you never can get into rhythm. Like, like there's, there's never like uh, the idea of, oh, you know, we've kind of glued and gelled as a team. You know, I think we're starting to figure this whole thing out. By the time they figure it out, it's the NCAA tournament. It's March, and if you have one bad half, your season's over. So people assume that because he gets the best players and he recruits the one-and-done guys that go on to be huge stars in the NBA, that his job must be easier than everybody else's, and I would go the opposite of that. I actually think it's harder. I don't feel bad for him. That's the strategy he chose. It's like uh, the guys that I used to work with who who chose the strategy of selling three-month contracts as opposed to the 12-month contract, so their job ultimately got harder. So I didn't feel bad for him because you have to redo the same thing over and over again. So that's the approach they took. But the idea that all of a sudden now things are easier for Coach Cal because he gets the best players, I, I don't necessarily subscribe to that. I think that, that that's, like, if you just go to anything, like, when there's constant turnover, like, it's kind of uneasy. It's a, an uneasy way to go. You know, it's like living paycheck to paycheck. You know, it's not fun, man. You just have enough money for bills. You're, you're stressing out every time you turn the, the key over in the ignition, hoping your car starts because you know, like, you can't afford to get so much as an oil change. You can't afford to, to blow a tire. You can't afford to do any of that. You're living literally paycheck to paycheck. You have no room for additional expenses. You're just getting by. So if you go over a pothole in the road, you're sweating right afterwards thinking, God, I hope that didn't blow my tire. I can't afford the $20 patch. Like John Calipar, he's constantly having to bring in new talent. And again, I don't feel bad for the guy, but I don't think his job is that much easier than anybody else's. I actually think he's got a more difficult task than a lot of coaches in the country. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. 877-99 on Fox is the phone number, 877-996-6369. You can get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Uh, coming up next, we are going to play Guess That Garbage. All right, This is where I am going to test your NFL knowledge. If you think you know the NFL, if you think you know your NFL trivia, all related to stuff that's happened in the last week, 877-99 on Fox is the number to call. 877-996-6369. Guess that garbage is next. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, Kevin Figures. All right, Jonas, speaking of Coach Cal and college basketball, of course, they were upset by Kansas State on Thursday. On Friday, their Big 12 rivals, top-seeded Kansas in the Midwest region, picked up a victory as well. They beat Clemson 80-76. to Udoka Azabuke with 14 points and 11 rebounds in his first start in about two weeks as he was coming back from a knee injury. Kansas now back into the Elite Eight for the third consecutive season. Also in the Midwest region, the second seed with a victory. Duke gets 22 points from Marvin Bagley. They get a 69-65 victory over 11-seeded Syracuse, whose tournament is over. In the East region, you had Texas Tech, the three-seed, getting a victory over two-seed Purdue, 78-65 as the Red Raiders head to the Elite Eight for the first time in school history. Villanova, no stranger to the Elite Eight. Second appearance for them in three in three seasons. They beat West Virginia 90-78 to behind 27 points from Jalen Brunson. 
Online car shopping can be confusing, not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. In the NBA, the Minnesota Timberwolves clinched their first playoff berth since 2003-2004 with a 108-104 victory over the Knicks. Carl Anthony Towns, 24 points and 13 boards there in the victory. The Cavs with a victory over the Suns, 120-95. LeBron James, the almost triple-double, 27 points, 9 boards, 9 assists. Kyle Lowry did record a triple-double for the Raptors. 116-112 was the victory for them over the Nets. The Warriors got a 109, excuse me, a 106-94 victory over the Atlanta Hawks, but they did lose Steph Curry, who had just returned to the lineup after missing six games with the ankle injury. Steph goes down with an MCL sprain on his left knee. He will have an MRI later this afternoon. Wins for the Celtics and Oklahoma. Oklahoma City Thunder as well. Spurs beat the Jazz in overtime. Marcus Aldridge with 45 points in that victory. Also in Major League Baseball news, Giants ace Madison Bumgarner will miss some time after he broke his his right pit, his, uh, hit pitching hand excuse me after being hit by a line drive comebacker in his last spring training start against the Royals on Friday afternoon. Back to Jonas Knox. Thanks, Kev. Coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier right now. It's time for this. Oh, my God. What the hell is that smell? These two teams flat out stink. Stinks. It always has stunk. He stinks. This stinks. He stunk. Welcome to the party, baby. How's that? It's Guess That Garbage. Yeah, every week at this time we play Guess That Garbage where we go around the country, around the world sometimes, to see how well you know your NFL. All right, so I've got a list of questions here. They are all NFL questions, all relating to the previous week in the NFL. So all very recent topics, very recent discussions. And the crazy thing that happens is I go around the country, and most of the time you guys totally whiff on this. Now, I don't know if you're intoxicated, which uh, which happens a lot, especially this time of night slash morning. Or you just get nervous and you get afraid on on the big stage and the, the bright lights come on and you can't perform. And that happens from time to time. So let's give it a shot again. Let's first start out in Tacoma, Washington, where Clark is listening on Fox Sports Radio. Clark, what's happening? How are you doing? I'm good. What do you got going on, man? Oh, just listening on the radio. Staying up late. How was uh, Friday night? It was all right. Did you, uh, did you go out? Did you stay in? Did you uh, bend the elbow? I just um, listened to all the college basketball games. Did you go to happy hour anywhere? Uh-uh. Hmm. Have you had anything to drink on Friday night? No. All right. Well, uh, well, we appreciate it. Thank you for staying sober. I know you did it just for this segment, so let me go ahead and, uh, and get right to it. Uh, to uh-huh. Clark. Clark in Tacoma, who uh, may or may not be telling the truth right now about his sobriety. All right, Clark, here we go. You ready for this? Okay. All right. Yeah. Which NFC team who just made a notable trade this past week was last in the league in sacks this past season? How about the Browns? Close, and especially uh, close uh, considering I said NFC team. Uh, Unfortunately, that would be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, would be uh, the correct answer there. 
Uh, so I don't know why the correct. Yeah, there it is. Um, uh, Iowa Sam slowly starting to, to wake up as the show progresses. We are in hour two. Uh, by hour four, he should be all there and, uh, and ready to go here on the show. Um, Kevin Figures, um, I hate to do this to you. I don't want to correct you on the air. Okay. All right. Um, based on what I just heard from Clark, uh, you have been giving people wrong information the past couple of years. Um, the Cleveland Browns are an NFC team. Oh, yeah. Who so, knew? Yeah. So Clark uh, just uh, sorted that out for us here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm so, sorry about that, Clark. Yeah. Listen, uh, we apologize uh, on behalf of Kevin and myself. I thought they were in the AFC, but yeah. I had no idea. I'll pass that memo along to the rest of the Fox Sports Radio yep. anchors. Yep. And just let them a, know as well. A giant apology. We'll send it out courtesy of the Fox Sports Radio Twitter account. Ryan is in Kansas City listening on Fox Sports Radio. Ryan, what's happening? What's going on, guys? Uh, not just hanging out, man. Just doing a little uh, weekend overnight radio, man. Having some fun. What do you got going on? I am uh, actually on my way home from work. All right. Where do you work, man? I work for an auto manufacturer. Oh, okay. So you work the uh, late shift. You got to go back in on Saturday, or what's the schedule like? Uh, no, it's Monday through Friday, but just, yeah, overnight. Oh, man. 5 p.m. and okay. done about 2.30, 3 o'clock. All right, so, let's, so let's, let's break this down, all right? So it is about 3.30 Central Time in Kansas City, okay? So you are yeah. going home. You're going to go to bed, right? Uh... Uh, I got a lot planned for tomorrow, man. There's like an Easter egg hunt going on for the kids, so I might take a little nap, but it's not going to be like, you know, Wait. going into work the next day right. type of sleep. Oh, hold on, hold on. Okay, hold on a second. You're having an Easter egg hunt for the kids? When's Easter? April 1st? Yeah, it's it's weird. I, it, the town's doing it like a week early, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of weird. I thought it was weird, but yeah, it's tomorrow. Uh, well, I don't do you, know if it's a scheduling what, thing what do you guys, hey, what. Do you, what are you guys doing next weekend? Putting up Christmas lights? Uh, kind of jumping the no, gun, aren't are, we? Those are still up from this, this past. Okay, year, so fair no, enough. We're not doing that. All right, that, that makes <laughs> sense. It makes all the sense in the world. All right, so Ryan is in Kansas City, uh, listening on Fox Sports Radio. Ryan, here's the. I got a true or false question for you. All right. Okay. So the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were the answer to the previous question uh, because they need help. They were last in the NFL in sacks last year, so they bring in Jason Pierre-Paul. So here's my true or false for you. True or false. Last season was Jason Pierre-Paul's lowest sack total since his return from the hand injury he suffered on 4th of July a couple of years ago. Is that true or false? I will say false. That is correct. There it is. That is correct. Ryan in Kansas City, that is correct. As they prepare for an Easter egg hunt. Uh, but I want to Yay. say what we took a talk a week before Easter. Very, uh, very strange. Not uh-huh. sure I understand. But Bill, uh, when is Easter? Uh, Mr. Belichick, when is Easter? Well, what do you think? So I asked you, sir. It's already been addressed. Okay, well, we'll get to it in hour four. Uh, let's go to Scott, who's in Salt Lake City here on Fox Sports Radio. Scott, what's happening? Hey, Jonas, I'm just trying to stay awake after that last monologue. You're killing me. Oh, listen, man. Hey, Scott. Scott, if you want to stay awake, all right? If you want to stay awake, are you ready for this? Yes. Okay. Here's how you stay awake. Don't watch the jazz. All right? Do not watch the jazz. (laughs) And move out of Salt Lake City. Oh, Uh, man, you got to come visit. uh, That's the... uh, never leave. I got news for you, Scott. Uh, I I probably would rather go uh, dig up my dog than hang out with you in Salt Lake City. All right? And I just want to be as upfront as possible. Uh, All right. So, Scott, you ready for this? Yes. All right. 
Do you know who Sam Darnold is, Scott? Yes. Okay. Who is he? Uh, going to be the former USC quarterback. Okay, fair enough. All right, so you know that Sam Darnold had this pro day earlier this week, right? Yes. Okay. Before Carson Palmer in 2015, who was the last USC quarterback to make a Pro Bowl? Now, here are your options, all right? I want you to listen to all the options before you answer. You ready? Multiple choice. Scotty, there. I'm here. All right. Here are your options. Was it Matt Castle, Matt Leinert, Cody Kessler, John David Booty, or John David Booty Call? Can I get a replay on those? You cannot. Okay. Let's see. I will take... It's not Leinert because he was after. It's not Booty Call. Nasty booty, boy. And it's uh, not the booty. Mm -hmm. I'll take whoever that is. Who? Good God, man. Come on, Scott. Jeez, that is incorrect. I mean, I like what? Multiple choice. I just, I tell you ahead of time, listen to all of the names, all right? Like, you complain about the monologue, you say you're falling asleep, and that maybe you've got, like, some sort of, uh, like, uh, attention deficit disorder. Maybe you got ADD, can't pay attention. Correct answer is Matt Castle. Jeez. Nasty booty, boy. Who was that quarterback again for USC? Nasty booty, no, boy. No, it's John David Booty. Come on. Tim is in Milwaukee, home of Jeffrey Dahmer here on Fox Sports Radio. Tim, what's happening? What's going on, Tim? Nothing. Just hanging out, waiting for it to warm up. Uh, what, what's the temperature? What uh, What's the temperature in Milwaukee right now? Uh, like 29. Oh. Oh. Wind off the lake. Oh, come on, man. Stop complaining. It's like 63 out here in California. Come on. Yeah. We have been that since July. All right. Uh, hey, so, uh, Tim, you saw that there was a big trade last weekend in the NFL. Colts, Jets uh, moved up in the draft, all that stuff. You saw a draft trade. See that? Right. Yeah. Uh, here's my uh, here's my question, Tim. Who was the last player drafted by the Jets in the top three? Here are your options. You ready for this? Yeah. All right. Darrell Revis, Keyshawn Johnson, Debrickishaw Ferguson, or Vernon Golston? Ferguson. Mm. That is incorrect. Uh, Keyshawn Johnson would be the correct answer. Keyshawn Johnson, the correct answer here. Whew, you guys are on fire here tonight, man. This morning, you guys are on a roll here on Guess That Garbage. Garbage! Jeff in North Carolina listening on Fox Sports Radio. Jeff, what's happening? Not much. Still celebrating the PBA tour coming to the Fox Sports family. Oh, you bet your ass. By, By the way, did you know, Jeff, that I will be a reporter covering the PBA for Fox? If you saw Kim Pressler, I know why you're going. Okay. Uh, I made all that up. I have not been contacted about that. They would not have me there. Uh, why would you have a reporter who's better than the actual bowlers at the sport? You know what I mean? I got a 290, man. 290 to my resume. All right, so Jeff uh, in North Carolina is ready to ride. Jeff, uh, so we just talked about that Colts-Jets trade. Here's my question for you. Ready? Okay. All right. So on the Colts side of that trade, Before Andrew Luck, okay, before Andrew Luck, 
Who was the last player selected by the Colts in the top 10? Now, I have a multiple choice here for you. You ready for this? Okay. All right, here we go. Is it Reggie Wayne, Edrin James, Dwight Freeney, Philip Dorsett, or Lou Diamond Phillips? Edrin James. That is correct. Yeah. That is correct. Jeff on the board. Well done. Yeah, Edrin James. Not a lot of high draft picks for the uh, for the Indianapolis Colts. They'll trade for him, i.e. Trent Richardson, but not a lot of high draft picks uh, for the Indianapolis Colts. And with that, a 2-3 and three performance here on Guess That Garbage. Not bad. Not good either, though. So, so there you it are. is. Oh, garbage. Well done. We'll play it again next week. Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. You can get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox. Coming up next... Uh, I've got something that might make you sick, but it involves something that's great. Kind of confusing. It'll make sense next year on Fox Sports Radio. You are all garbage. Garbage. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, Something that's great is going to sound very disgusting here. I'll explain uh, coming up here in just a minute. Uh, Something that's not disgusting Hooters. All right. You have got to get to Hooters. You got to try the new smoked wings. It's a whole new way to crave wings. And with all the taste and half the calories, you can eat twice as many at Hooters. Uh, Kevin Figures, our national update anchor here at Fox Sports Radio. Um, are you a big fan of pizza? I love pizza. Okay. You're a big fan of pizza. Yeah. All right. Um, let's go around the room. All right. Everybody's got to choose one pizza they like. All right, you got you to choose. We're going to go around the room here at Fox Sports Radio. All right, so Kevin figures right now, number one pizza for you. Not even company, just number one pizza for you is what? I don't know if you ever had lasagna pizza before, but if you have, that's my favorite. Uh, I, I've, I've never explained it real quick. What is, uh, what is lasagna pizza? So think of you have the ricotta cheese and you have... Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, so yeah, the ricotta cheese on top of a pizza and sausage and things, an Italian sausage basically is, is the basic ingredients. Uh, Iowa Sam, favorite type yes. of pizza? Uh, I like a good uh, sausage and jalapeno. Okay. How about that? Uh, Mike Mayer, favorite type of pizza... Oh, Mayor doesn't eat pizza. That's right. He doesn't. Uh, that is not uh, not in the Mike Mayer diet. I don't so, know. so fair enough. All right. So I'm a cheese pizza guy. I could go for just a nice cheese pizza. I'm good with that. Like it doesn't. Uh, I don't eat a lot of bread. So on cheat days, I could go with just a nice cheese pizza. You tell me if this is overkill. Okay. Right? So so Kevin figures you you're you like cheese. I mean, we all like cheese. Sure. What are like if you could put a certain type of cheese on a pizza? What would it be? Like uh, just regular mozzarella? Just uh, are we doing anything special? Well, if I different? could, I'd do some pepper jack. I like spicy. Okay. All right. That'd be different. Awesome. Um, because there's a, uh, a company. This was put together by three German companies. All right. They've set a, this is a Guinness Book of World Records. They have created a pizza with 111 different types of cheese. Okay. I didn't even know that many types yeah. of cheeses existed. I, I didn't either. All right. It looks kind of normal. Like, hmm. it looks like you, you're staring at it. You're like, oh, okay. It kind of makes a little bit of sense. Okay. 111 different types of cheese. Now, over under 90 minutes before you're on the toilet after one of these. Over under 90 minutes. Okay. 
I'm taking the under. And in fact, I'm taking the under of 90 seconds. Yeah, I'm about right? to say, I'll take under a minute on now, that. I don't know. Like This, to me, seems like it would trigger a lactose reaction that you would want no part of. Of which the world has yeah. never seen. Yeah, like this is one of those don't even attempt white drawers for about a week and a half. <laughs> All right, that is a uh, just a bad. So 111 types of uh, cheese on a pizza. All that Here being said, I might be tempted to try it. Oh, I'll do it. Bring it in studio. Let's do, do it, it on the air. We've got some potentially bad news out of the world of sports. We will get to that here in just a minute on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. You can listen to the show as always on the iHeartRadio app, Sirius XM, Channel 83, and on all of our Fox Sports Radio affiliates. Wherever you are right now, we appreciate you being part of the program as we come to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios for 15 minutes. Could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote uh so the news and we wait for the uh the news to come out the official word out of uh, golden state uh with the golden state warriors in the bay area because steph curry went down uh with an injury on friday night uh javel mcgee it was steph curry's return from all the ankle injuries and and the latest one that he's been dealing with JaVel McGee going up to block a shot, lands in and rolls into Steph Curry's knee. Um, very frustrated Curry. He walked off, exited the game, uh, was helped back to the locker room. And the report is uh, an MCL sprain, but they're going to do an MRI later on today and they'll know the the significance of the injury. But it looked it looked a bit nasty, and now the injuries start to pile up and whatnot. Here was a Warriors head coach Steve Kerr after the game. We'll see what the MRI says tomorrow. There's not a whole lot we can do or predict. Kind of a strange, cruel twist of fate. Rehabs his ankle for the last couple of weeks, gets that strong, and then the the knee goes. So we'll see what happens. We'll keep our fingers crossed. He's in good spirits. I did talk to him, and um, you know he's uh, he's disappointed, but it's it's part of it. So you know you just go, you keep pushing, and see how it goes tomorrow. And then all in all, he was you know hanging in there. So it, it just goes to, and I was talking about this earlier. So we'll wait to see what the MRI is with Steph Curry. But it's it is crazy how in an entire year in the NBA, you're seeing. Steph Curry deal with an injury. You're seeing Kyrie Irving dealing with an injury. You're seeing Porzingis go down with the injury. You're seeing all these guys get hurt around the league and all these players dealing with some sort of Kawhi Leonard and that whole drama that's going on. Kevin Durant's banged up right now. And LeBron James is has played in every single game this season. Like, it's crazy how sports works to where LeBron James has never played in all 82 games in a season. From from my understanding, he's never played in every single game. And here in his 15th year, he looks better than ever, he looks stronger than ever, and he's set to do something he's never done in his career as far as durability goes. Yet around the league, you're seeing stars come up with injuries, uh, freak occurrences. This isn't like last year. Last year you had a lot of this. Well, players are resting, LeBron included. Uh, this is not fair to the fans, all this stuff. LeBron has come out and and just made it a point, I think, to show everybody, hey, listen, you know, maybe I can't catch the all-time titles record from, from Jordan or from some of these guys who have more than me, but what I can do is this in my 15th season. 
So it's just a credit to how durable LeBron James has been. But the one thing that other thing that I've noticed about the NBA, and I talked about it earlier, was I have, and I don't know why this is happening. I don't know if there's just sort of a uh, a defensiveness to it, but the LeBron fanboys in the media feel the need to remind you how great LeBron is all year long. All year long. I can promise you when some of the, quote, main shows start back up this week, they're going to easily do the comparison between Steph and LeBron. Oh, this is another reason why LeBron's greater because, uh, you know, he's durable and Steph Curry's not. Like, like where did this, this conversation start? Nobody has ever said in the history of mankind that LeBron James wasn't a great player. But for some reason this year, LeBron fanboys feel the need to get in your face about it. Like, the comparison I was making earlier is, like, the one word you can't use when you're having a, a disagreement with uh, your better half, your wife, your girlfriend that I've found, is don't even use the word crazy in trying to explain or trying to to understand what she's thinking. Like, even if you use it just in passing, like, no, that's crazy. I would never, are you calling me crazy? Like, you hear that word and it just triggers a negative reaction. Like, some of these people hear the word LeBron and it triggers this reaction to like, I've got to defend him. And I need to tell you why he's so great. We get he's great. Like, nobody's ever said that he's not great. So we await to see uh, the word on uh, Steph Curry. So that'll come up, uh, and we will have the update on that uh, on tomorrow's show. Um, also, was talking with, uh, with Brady Quinn, my radio wife, here on Fox Sports Radio earlier in the show as well, too. And one of the uh, stories that came out in the last day or so in the NFL was John Lynch doing something that is never done this time of year in the league. And John Lynch, 49ers GM, came out and was actually honest, which is tough to get from a lot of people this time of year in the NFL. Smokescreen season, lying season, whatever you want to call it, this is, this is when this all happens. March and April, a lot of it is, a bun- is crap. They're just feeding you crap. Uh, they're using the media. They're manipulating uh, websites and shows and all that stuff. And, of course, we all run with it because it's fun to talk about. Like, it, it's fun to talk about. If I see a, something on a, on a headline that's an NFL story and it says, report colon, I, I want to find out what that means. Okay, what are we, what's happening? Like, well, what's the latest rumor? You know, what, what's the latest story that's out there? Like, we, we all love that stuff. And so John Lynch comes out and says, yeah, you know, my uh, Kyle Shanahan, the head coach, wasn't really on board with the, uh, with the trade of Jimmy Garoppolo at first. He was uh, in mourning, you know, told that to uh, ESPN Radio. And uh, yeah, he was in mourning because he really wanted Kirk Cousins. And I thought it was such a breath of fresh air that he was actually being honest. Well, Brady Quinn, who I spoke with earlier in the show, he expounded upon that. He wasn't surprised by it. He tells the story why. You know, it, it's funny he came out and said this publicly because him and I had a conversation. I, I called um, their Week 17 game, um, and, you know, when I was out there um, talking with John Lynch about just taking over the job and, and the trade and everything that worked out for Jimmy Garoppolo, <clears throat> he admitted to me. He said, you know, Kyle Shanahan wasn't really fully on board when we first decided to trade uh, for Jimmy Garoppolo. And, you know, he's like, I always thought, based on everything I'd seen thus far and, and what everyone had kind of talked to me about, that, you know, he was going to be our, our franchise quarterback. You know, I felt co- confident in what I had seen before he even played for the 49ers. He said, Kyle didn't feel that way. 
Kyle wanted to see him in the system. He had to see him play. He had to get a feel for how he practiced, how he processed things in the meeting rooms, and how he conducted himself. And obviously, after the way he played, you know, going five and zero as their starter, and and absolutely, you know, elevating the play of everyone else out around them, I think Kyle Shanahan would would be willing to admit that he is their franchise guy, and they're excited about him. Uh, but there's no doubt about it. Kyle Shanahan was, you know, part part of that, you know, staff in Washington that drafted Kirk Cousins, and and you better believe that the way that draft went down, um, RG three was Dan Snyder's pick, their owner, and then Kirk Cousins, who I believe was taken in the third round. Uh, was Mike Shanahan and Kyle Shanahan's pick. That's who they wanted. So um, they obviously have ties going back to that. I think they look at Kirk Cousins' skill set. He would have been a good fit in their offense, but I don't, I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is a bad fit either. So, no. um, look, it, it ended up working out in the end, but it, it is kind of crazy to hear John Lynch um, be, you know, up front about, yeah. you know, how that whole um, transition went, um, not only for Kyle Shanahan, but just to bring in Jimmy Garoppolo. And it just again that was a uh, Brady Quinn, uh, Fox Sports Radio host. Uh, Brady and I do a show together, six to nine Pacific time, nine p.m. to midnight Eastern time, Sunday nights here on FSR. And it is he brings up the point there, like this all goes back to previous relationships, right? And if you remember where we were at when Kirk Cousins was drafted, like you can't you can't look at Kirk Cousins. A lot of people want to say, "Well, he's a fourth round draft pick, man. Great for Kirk Cousins, man. What a what a great job, man. A fourth round pick and he's made all this money and he's a franchise quarterback and now he's going to a Super Bowl contender in Minnesota." You can't look at him like just a fourth round pick in that, "Oh, you know, he was just a backup plan." Like Kirk Cousins was the Shanahan's pick. He was their choice. RG3 was Snyder's pick, as Brady mentioned there. And so you don't draft, move up in a draft that high to take a quarterback, only to turn around and take a quarterback in the same draft in the fourth round. And I remember it when it happened, and I remember thinking to myself, that seems odd. Like, I get the whole, well, you take the best player available. I understand that. Like, you know, you know, best player available, that... I I understand all that, but it's like if you're drafting, if the Browns are drafting at one and the best player available is Sam Darnold, and then it comes to number four and the best player available is Baker Mayfield, they're probably not taking another quarterback. You know what I mean? Like I get the whole best player available notion and the thought process behind it, but to me, that was a sign that the Shanahan's really liked Cousins. They'll deal with having to take RG3 at the top of the draft, but they wanted to make sure that they had somebody in there that they could trust, that they could actually pick, that they found was going to be the better quarterback. And as it turns out, the Shanahan's were right, and Dan Snyder was wrong. I think that also plays into why some of the negative reports, the negative feedback you got on Kirk Cousins, I think a lot of that had to do with the Snyder's and the ego involved there and maybe not wanting to acknowledge that, yeah, we kind of botched that pick. We made a lot of moves, traded up a lot, gave up a lot to go grab RG3. He's out of the league, and Kirk Cousins is on his way to being one of the wealthiest players in NFL history because he's doubled up on franchise contracts. He just got a, a guaranteed contract, the first of its kind in the NFL, and then he's going to be a free agent at the age of 32. Like th- A lot of this goes back to that draft, and so it, it is interesting to hear John Lynch talk about it, and it just goes to show you how how not together that Redskins front office and the coaching staff was with the draft of RG3 and then taking Kirk Cousins in the fourth round later on.
Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, 877-99 on Fox. The phone number, 877-996-6369. You can get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. I do want to tell you we're brought to you by Granger, the products and services you need. When you need them, Granger's got your back to help you keep your facility running. Granger for the ones who get it done. Uh, Up next, there's a case to be made, all right? Like, I'm not really into the whole who's the greatest, a lot of those conversations. It's all opinion. But I I can tell you this. There is actually a case to be made for somebody who you know is great, but he even could be greater than you realize. I'll tell you who that is next year on FSR. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Coming up uh, in about 10 minutes from now here on FSR, we will have... Another edition of The Scraps. Stories from around the world of sports. Maybe some other places that we might have missed. So we will do that here uh, 10 minutes from now here on FSR. I also want to get to a... uh, There's somebody that I kind of defended here earlier in the show. And I I want to explain that. Because it relates to somebody who may be greater than what you realize. So uh, that's coming up here in just a second uh, on FSR. Um I was walking by one of the televisions here. So in the studios here at Fox Sports Radio, there's we've got the central studio here uh, to where we do the show, and there's sort of uh, you know the update studio where Kevin Figures is at, and then we've got you know uh, the production studio where Sam and Mike May are at, and then if you walk down the hall, there's an editing room. Uh, there's the uh, associate producer room, all sorts. It's, it's, it's a radio station, but there's televisions up as you walk down the hall. And so I was walking down the hall, and I was going to go use the restroom, right? And now I'm screwed because I actually didn't end up making it into the restroom. Now, there are other times during the show here where I don't make it into the restroom because somebody has been in there previously. We're not here to call anybody out on the air. Uh, but they uh, it's not the most pleasant thing in the world to walk in after, okay? And they don't... Not, nece- not necessarily saying that, that uh, you know anybody here associated with the show. I'm just saying uh, they don't hand out enough gas masks to want to walk into the toilet uh, after that goes on. But, I w- but the reason I bring this up is I didn't actually get to the bathroom because I happened to notice they were replaying on one of the televisions Conor McGregor, Nate Diaz 2, the opening round. And that's a fight that I've seen multiple times, watched it live. We were on the air right after the fight ended because it was such a classic. It's still one of the best fights I've seen. And I could not, I didn't get to the restroom, so now I'm screwed because I don't have enough time during the next break. It's going to be like another 25 minutes before I have time to, so I'm, I'm literally going to urinate myself here on the air. I don't have a diaper on. Uh, the jeans that I'm wearing are too light to where you'll clearly be able to see that I had an accident, all because of uh, McGregor Diaz one, uh, 2 that was being replayed. So if, uh, if it's not a pleasant sight the remainder of the show, I want to apologize to everybody in advance, but blame it on uh, Fox Sports 1 who's shown the replay of that fight. It's a fantastic fight. If you've never seen it, May, May, uh, McGregor Diaz 2, it's better than the first one. Unbelievable fight. Which, by the way, I predicted uh, would go the way it went here on Fox Sports Radio. So, um, I do. 
uh, want to get to this, though, because we were talking about, and some people like to pile on John Calipari, and they were saying that, uh, well, you know, John Calipari, man, like he gets all this talent, and he doesn't deliver national titles, he gets out coached, blah, blah, blah. And so, like, that's sort of the narrative that we're at when it comes to Calipari. And so I defended Calipari because I actually think his job is more difficult than people realize. Like, you can make a claim that his job is more difficult than some of the coaches that don't recruit the one-and-dones because people look at Calipari almost like he's cheating. Well, yeah, he's not He's not selling the program to kids uh, for four years. He's just selling them, hey, get here and I'll get you to the pro so you can make a lot of money. What the hell's wrong with that? Like, why Why is there an issue with that? Like, that's that's the, the, the method he decided to, to employ, so I'm okay with it. Like, I don't have an issue with John Calipari. Uh, you know, slinging the one and done uh, recruiting idea at these kids and, and telling them, hey, I can get you to the uh, to the pros. I can get you paid. Come here for a year. Don't even sweat school and go get, go make as much money as possible. I, I don't have an issue with that. I really don't. I think people assume because it's Calipari, he's got sort of a, a car used car salesman sort of vibe about him. So people just think because he's a good talker that he's always trying to sell you on something. And maybe that's the case. And a lot of these guys have, have huge egos, Calipari included. But like the idea that Calipari's job is easier because he lands one and dones, I would counter that. And I actually think it's more difficult just based on the fact that there's constant turnover. Like there's constant upheaval there in the program. Like that's, that's the environment, that's the path that he has chosen to recruit. And so I, it's not that I feel bad for the guy, but I actually give him more credit because I think that's difficult to coach in those conditions. I think it's difficult to do anything in those conditions. Like, just just ask anybody. If you live in a life that's constantly chaotic, like sometimes it's like, man, like that's, you know, like there's a lot going on. Like there's always drama. There's always like you're... Like having to redo everything all the time, like it's you know it's it's a pain in the ass. And John Calipari has has been able to adopt this this method to recruiting. He got his national title. I I'm okay if people want to criticize him because they think he 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 should you know win more national titles. But I actually think his job is more difficult than people realize, just based on the fact that every year he's pretty much got a brand new team. Like every year you got a brand new team. There are some programs around the country who maybe have, you know, two or three year guys that they can depend on to work with young players and you have the right mix. You know, you're watching Duke and you see Grayson Allen's a veteran. He's been there, you know, a couple of years, won a national title already, blending with these with these freshmen, and it's like, okay, well, listen, I understand there's a mix going on. John Calipari, every year, he's got to reteach his basketball to new players. And people look at it and go, well, he's a failure. He only won. Like, man, that like that's difficult to do. Like, the comparison I was making earlier is when I was working in sales, there were a couple of guys that no longer decided to sell 12-month contracts. They wanted to sell three-month deals because it was, you could get out of it after 90 days and it would be an easier sell, but it would make their job more difficult down the road because they would have to keep reselling the product every 90 days as opposed to being able to depend on a 12-month term. Calipari's kind of like that. So like, I actually think he deserves more credit, uh, and, and people should sort of 
back off on some of the criticism. I don't think he's a failure. Like he's he's chosen to live in this world, and that's just the approach that he's taken. But I think I actually think his job is more difficult than people realize. That's why I'm telling you, you can make a you can make a case because Duke is on to the Elite Eight again. Uh, Mike Shashevsky is a win away from going to the Final Four again. I mean, I don't know how many that is now. Like he did, I think he's got was it five national titles now? Uh, 91, 92. Um, I mean, yeah, he's got, I mean, what, five national titles now? But this is why you can make a case that Mike Krzyzewski not only is maybe the greatest college basketball coach of all time, but in the conversation, I don't like to do greatest of all time talk because it's just kind of boring. But this time of year, it's due because Mike Krzyzewski, it's not like he just won in a certain era with a certain team that was there over and over again. You know, like like the Dallas Cowboys, you know, they won 91, 92, and then, uh, what, 94, 95. You know, like there are certain teams to where, man, they're great teams, and they won in those certain eras. Like what Mike Krzyzewski has done, to be able to win – in the most difficult tournament, the biggest crapshoot playoff format in sports, which is the NCAA tournament, for him to be able to win in the early 90s, okay, and then come back and win in the early 2000s, and then 10 years later, win again, and then four or five years after that, win again, it's unbelievable. And he has changed with time. Like the old adage, adapt or die. A lot of these coaches, they get stuck in their ways. That's why you hear these conversations about Belichick. Man, you know, maybe people in New England are tired of the Belichick approach. Mike Krzyzewski has just figured it out. Every time the landscape for recruiting or basketball has changed, he's just figured it out. He's just embraced whatever the new change is and just gone about and continued to win. Oh, so um, so let me get this straight. So guys don't want to stay in for four years any longer. So I've got to, okay, all right, let me just, all right. So the, uh, okay, all right, I'll figure this out. Oh, okay. So one and done is the new way to recruit. All right, so that's the new way to recruit, one and done. Okay, um, all right, I'll, I'll master that. I'll get better than the guy who introduced it to everybody, John Calipari, so much so that Calipari is taking veiled shots at Mike Krzyzewski earlier this year about recruiting and landing a top recruit, a one-and-done kid. And uh, and Mike Schiff, just continues to win and continues to churn out new talent. Like, that's – it is the tournament. We talked about it last year. Is the biggest crapshoot playoff format in sports, okay? It doesn't make sense. No good team has an advantage, despite what you hear. And the one constant, regardless of the decade, is Mike Krzyzewski winning with recruiting – and all the landmines that are there in the tournament, all the all the potential places that you could just come up short or have a bad half and your season's over. And Mike Krzyzewski has his team in contention almost every single year. Regardless of the era, regardless of how times change, Krzyzewski is always there. That's why you can make a converse, you can make a legitimate argument that he not only is the greatest college basketball coach of all time, but he's Top three coaches in any sport in the history of sports. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. You can get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox. Coming up next, though, 
There is uh, some stuff in the world of sports we've got to get to, because if we don't, we might get fired. Find out what that is next here on FSR, but for all the latest from around the world of sports, Kevin Figures. And Jonas, speaking of Coach K, as you were just talking about, Duke does advance to the Elite Eight for the 15th time in Coach K's career. He ties Dean Smith with that feat. 69-65 to was the final score as they beat Syracuse. That big-time freshman that you were just speaking of, Marvin Bagley, with 22 points. Wendell Carter also chipped in 14 points and 12 boards for the Blue Devils. Also in the Midwest region, top-seeded Kansas got a victory over Clemson, 80-76. to It's the third straight year in the Elite Eight for the Jayhawks. In the East region, you had Texas Tech taking down Purdue, 78-65. to It's the Red Raiders' first trip to the Elite Eight in school history. And then top-seed Villanova in the East region gets a 90-78 to victory over West Virginia as Jalen Brunson had 27 points in the victory. Villanova shot 54% from three-point distance as the Wildcats will appear in the Elite Eight for the second time in the three years. Online car shopping can be confusing, not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. In the NBA, Steph Curry returned to the lineup for the Warriors after missing six games with a bad ankle. In the third quarter of Friday night's game against the Hawks, he suffered an MCL sprain. He had to leave the game. He'll have an MRI later today. He was the leading scorer for the Warriors, by the way, with 29 points, also had seven rebounds as the Warriors beat the Hawks 106-94. Celtics beat the Blazers 105-100. Spurs get 45 points for Marcus Aldridge in an overtime victory over the Utah Jazz. Russell Westbrook with 29 points, 13 boards, and eight assists to lead the Thunder over the Heat. Wins for the Bucks and Cavaliers. T-Wolves clinch a playoff berth. They beat the Knicks 108-104. Raptors get a triple-double from Kyle Lowry and a 116-112 victory over the Nets. Wins for the Pacers and the Denver Nuggets. Jonas? Thanks, Kev. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Uh, so I mentioned that um, I've got to wait like another 10 minutes to go use the restroom. I was on my way to use the restroom during the last break, and uh, I had to stop, and I got caught up watching May, uh, McGregor, Nate Diaz 2, one of the great fights in UFC history. All right, so now I'm just dealing with it, starting to cramp up. All right, but I'm going to keep my cool. Guy on Twitter. Guy on. <laughs> that is the UFC music. Uh, guy on guy on guy on Twitter. All right, writes in and says, "Should have pee peed in an empty Lipton tea bottle. They are a truck driver's best friend." Can we go around the room real quick? That brings me up to a, around the room real quick. Uh, let's go. Let's everybody go around the room. All right. Everybody get, uh, get ready. All right. That brings up a good point. When's the last time you urinated in the car? Kevin Figures, national update anchor, a respected man on the radio. Last time you urinated in a, in a car, Kevin, in a bottle. This had to have been at least a decade ago, and I can't remember the circumstances as to why, but I was a ways away from a bathroom. I may have been on a trip to Vegas or something, Yeah, and all I had in my car was an empty Gatorade bottle. 
So there you go. All right. Well, uh, now was it the uh, the squeezable one or was it the old school like thirty two ounce? It was the giant ones. Okay, the big good. ones. And trust me, every every ounce of it was needed. I was going to say, if it's a squeezable one, that's, uh, that, that that's quite a task. Be a problem. That's, yeah. uh, that is uh, well done by you. Some octopus stuff going on there. <laughs> uh, Mike Mayer, uh, last time you urinated in the car. It had to have been about three or four years ago. I was on a road trip with a bunch of friends, and we were just in the middle of nowhere, and I had no place to go. Oh, okay. Bottle of choice? Um, it was just a random soda bottle. Huh. Random soda bottle, Diet Pepsi. <laughs> That's some navigating there. Yeah. Uh, Iowa Sam, last time you urinated in a car? Uh, it's probably been a couple of years, but... Definitely good to have that uh, the Gatorade wide mouth on that yeah. thing, so you don't no spillage involved. Yeah, very uh, good use of the term wide there. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah I think uh, I was uh, mine was over ten years ago on the way back from Vegas, and I was in my girlfriend at the time's car, and her friend was driving, and I was like, we had to make really good time. And I was like, yeah, no, no, I'll be, I'll be fine. Like, we didn't stop. And it was in that stretch from Vegas to L.A. where there's nothing around. And there was, I mean, nothing around. There's not even a tree to where you can go behind a tree. And there was just no other choice. Like, li- no, literally no other choice. And it, it's very, like, like while you're, like, nothing feels comfortable about it while you're doing it. And no. you, you never feel, you feel like you, you, didn't, you didn't get all of it out just enough to where you can tolerate it until you get to somewhere else it's like it's like using a gas can when you're when you run out of gas like you never fill up your full tank you're just filling up enough to where you can get to a gas station it's kind of like that well you're afraid too if you fill it up too yes. much and like you might get some spillage and yeah, you know dude. nobody wants that yeah so a lot, get, lot of that going on you're really paranoid yeah a lot of that going on. so um, by the way this is fox sports radio oh and uh it is time for this Jonas, you moron! How could you not get to these stories, you moron? These are the scraps. And with that, we turn it over to the great Kevin Figures to find out what the hell we have missed on the show so far. All right, Jonas. So one of the top names left on the NFL free agent market is defensive tackle and Damakung Sue, who's been doing the free agent round, free agency rounds the last week or so. And a new report came out on Friday that apparently the Jets have now emerged as a serious contender for his services. He's already met with the Titans, Rams, and the Saints. He canceled a visit with the Oakland Raiders earlier in the week. Uh, according to Ian Rappaport of the NFL uh, Network, he says the Jets have offered Sue more money than any of the teams that he has currently met with uh do you see the jets as a good fit for sue um yeah i mean it's defensive coach uh, he could you know go have an impact there but like does doesn't this story just seem bogus like all of a sudden the jets out of nowhere all oh, the jets have offered more money like wait what because like, they have the most money to spend they're yeah, gonna offer it to them if, if the jets have offered the most money then like, why wouldn't you already sign the contract? Like, I don't know what else he's... It seems like he wants to play somewhere, and he wants them to up the price. Like, I, almost like he wants to play for the Rams so right. he can pair up with with, uh, with Aaron, Aaron Donald. Donald, but he's waiting for them to bring the price up. And it's like... And, I mean, business-wise, I guess it, it makes sense to try and drive the price up, but if the if the deal was so much more than everybody else, then why wouldn't you have already signed? Yeah, unless, you know he's, I mean? unless he's trying to say, yeah, I've already made enough money, I'm looking for a place where I can win, or he's trying to get the best of both worlds. Like, yeah, I want to be able to win, but I still want to get paid, too. Uh, by the way, a guy tweets in, Kevin. Yes. Uh, he says, um, last time he had to go in the car, mm-hmm. yesterday, in a 7-Eleven... Sheets medium coffee cup. 
And he also followed that up with one of the better reasons for being a guy. Okay. So there it is. Whatever works for you, brother. (laughs) (laughs) That's like, you know, when people say, you know, why do you like being a man? First thing I'm thinking about is because I can use a 7-Eleven cup and (laughs) I can't find a bathroom. Like that's, that's, that's. Probably the last thing on my mind. Like number it's one, of, number one on the list. I don't know. How about not having to give birth? You know what I mean? Like that. That sort of comes comes to mind first. Probably. But, yeah. Um. By the way, if he's looking to drive the price up with the Rams, good luck because they haven't paid Aaron Donald yet, and he's still on their roster. Yeah, and he held kidding, out man. a lot of the beginning of last season trying to get paid. So if they won't pay their own guy, why would they break the bank to pay a guy that's not even there? No kidding. All right. Uh, also in the NFL, of course, we have the league meetings coming up next week, so this is where they discuss a lot of business around the league, but of course, also a lot of rules as well. And so a lot of proposed changes to the rules have been uh, are going to be on the ledger, including the rule where the competition committee is trying to propose a policy where teams can formalize head coaching hires when the coach's original team is still playing in the postseason. We know this controversy happened this past postseason where the Indianapolis Colts reached a handshake agreement with Josh McDaniels of the New England Patriots only to be rebuffed by McDaniels after the playoffs had already ended and they had to scramble before hiring Frank Reich. So now the NFL is going to discuss whether or not coaches can actually put their name on paper and actually sign to be head coaches while the postseason is still going on as opposed to having to wait until the playoffs are over. I, like, how many times does that actually happen, though? It's the only time I can think of is this yeah, one, to be I honest. Mean, I, there was, um, I think, Dave McGinnis years and years ago. Uh, somebody leaked that, or the Bears leaked that he was their new head coach, and then he got pissed because it wasn't finalized, and then he backed down on it. But, like, I can't, mm. like, how many times is that actually, like, is this a bit of an overreaction? Like, like what is this? Or are people just still feeling sorry for the Colts? Like, I, I don't actually feel bad for him at all. Like, he changed his mind. Are you not allowed to change your mind on stuff? He didn't sign a contract. Right. If, and, and really, it's Indianapolis' fault for going public with the story and announcing that they had hired him when you didn't even receive a signed contract yet. Like, that's your fault. Definitely. So why, and, they should just change a rule because of that? Come on. Yeah, and, gener- and generally speaking, I mean, it's a unique situation with Josh and the Patriots considering he left the first time and things didn't go well in Denver, went back, had some more success. Yeah. Um, and most of the time when an assistant coach agrees to take a job, unless there's something crazy that happens, he's not going to back out. So this is just a unique situation. I don't know if legislation needs to be put in to prevent something like this from happening. It's like, like oh man, you know, we've, we've got to do something now because that's, that's that was a terrible look. That's a terrible look for the Colts. Sorry if, if they mismanaged it and they couldn't figure out that, hey, we haven't gotten a, a contract back from this guy yet before we go to Twitter. It's your fault. Right. Uh, some other policies uh, also in the works of possibly being discussed is expanding replay review to include personal Flowers, including the roughing the passer oh. and hits on players in a defenseless posture. Um, that a good call? I, I don't see. Here's I mean I might be different on this because I know people look at it and they go, well, you know, we don't need to slow the game down anymore. There's too many replays, too many reviews. Like I, I just want to get it right. Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't, I don't really care how long it takes. I just want to get it right. So if people are that concerned about whether or not. You know, they can get to the store before it closes, uh, and they've got to wait around for extra replays, and take care of your business elsewhere. Like, to me, just get it right. So I, I, I'm I, with Bill Belichick. Belichick proposed this a couple of years ago where he said, I think everything should be reviewable. Yeah. I 100% agree. I'm with you. I, if, if Like, limit the number of reviews, but make everything reviewable. That's that's the way I would go. I'd rather the game be four and a half hours and be cleanly officiated yes. in three hours, and there's a bunch of blunders. Yes, and it's like I tell people, if you're if you work at a job and, and you need to hit your quota, 
and to hit your quota, you've got to stay an extra two hours to keep your job. Like, are you just not going to stay the extra two hours and then be out of work on Monday? Or are you going to stick around the extra two hours? It's not ideal, but if it means you're going to save your job, why not? Like, there are jobs on the line in the NFL, and I'd rather them get it right than than sort of say, oh, well, at least I got out on time. No doubt. And a quick one before we check out of here. If anybody that's ever been in a relationship in the past knows, uh, you know, happy wife, happy life, or happy girlfriend. I don't know what rhymes with girlfriend, but it's pretty much the same ideal. Yeah. Especially for one couple in Florida, there is a woman who was arrested and charged with misdemeanor domestic battery after beating up her husband because he forgot to acknowledge their anniversary. Yeah, apparently she uh, walked up to him and... uh, Hit him with the entire, hey, so what are we getting for the anniversary? And he says, what anniversary? So she proceeded to smack the guy repeatedly in the face and head, causing red marks on his face and scratches uh, on his neck and chest. She also pushed him to the ground. Did he break up with her? Uh, it does not, has not been confirmed. The story does not confirm whether or not he broke up with her. They do have a child together, too. Wow. So that doesn't help. Wow. Like, how do you think that conversation's going to go? <laughs> hey, Daddy, why didn't it work out with Mommy? Uh, well, um, I forgot to, to say hi <laughs> within the first 30 seconds I walked in the door and she broke out nunchucks. Yeah. And, uh, and so I did, you know, I just felt like it was better for my own safety. Like, like what a nut job, man. Yeah. Like yeah. over, over an anniversary, who cares? Yeah. It's like, okay, I understand being upset, but the physical violence, probably not necessary. Just you have ever, the guy sleep on the couch for a week or something. You ever forget an anniversary, Kev? Uh, no, I came close though once. What do, you, what do you mean by close? What are you, like 11, it was eleven fifty eight, and you're like surprise. It was within like two days, and it was, and she had been dropping <laughs> hints, and I had been so caught up in my own stuff, and I was like, oh snap! Wait, hold on, yeah. Hold on, what do you mean within two days? You were two days off on your anniversary. I was two days away from forgetting my anniversary. Oh, okay. Two days away from from forgetting it. But you played it off. Oh, I played it off big time. Oh, so, oh it was a big surprise. You thought I forgot, didn't you? Good See how you be doing? See, you don't, don't want to be trusting your boys. That, that's a professional right there. That's, that's how it done. That's how it done, guys. That's how right we do there. It. Good job, Kev. You're right. Those right. are the scraps. Uh, thanks, Kev. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Uh, coming up next here on FSR, some people in sports have said some really, really dirty things. If you think I'm lying, stick around. We've got them for you next. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. We will have another edition of Out of Context here on FSR. Every single week, we uh, play bits and pieces from the sports world. Uh, And uh, some of the stuff you hear is very inappropriate. So we can only do it during this time slot. Here in uh, primetime drive time in Bangladesh, for those listening on the iHeartRadio app. Uh, reminder, less than 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio, stick around. One of the best shows on the network, the fellas, Anthony Gargano, Lincoln Kennedy, they will take over here 6 a.m. six a.m. Eastern time, less than 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, right now, though, it's time to hear some very, very nasty, dirty language from people around the world of sports. It's something we like to call this. It's time to make people in sports sound even worse than they already did this week. Similar to this long sentence that I just read. What? It's out of context. Wake me up before you go. I've had spurts in the past of being good. Are they dead set on grabbing Chubb? We talk about them holding him. We talk about them grabbing him. He's going to go after us. We're going to go after him. And we'll be friends before and after. And during. You know, I don't know if I've, I, I've mellowed. I just think I'm... I pick and choose my spots better. Nothing feels better than this! Nothing! 
just going to, you know, go into hibernation for a day and, and physically and emotionally just try to recover. We'll still be open if, uh, if an opportunity, the right opportunity presents itself to move down. Get the lingerie! My challenge is making sure these kids don't drink that poison. So many of these guys play with each other. You know, I know oh, I rub man. people off. Nothing beats a Big Johnson! Oh, my God! What the hell was that, man? Hey, by the way, it, anybody that finds that inappropriate, if you're driving around, it's early on the East Coast, and you're trying to get your day started, and it's like approaching 6 a.m. on the East Coast, and you hear stuff like that, and you find that offensive, do not blame me. You can blame Mike Mayer. That comes from his sick, twisted, and demented mind oh. of Mike Mayer, our executive producer here at Fox Sports Radio. Michael! Michael! Um, all right, so uh, we got, uh, we'll be back on the air coming up uh, tomorrow morning at uh, 3 a.m. Eastern Time, midnight Pacific. So we'll have everything. We should know one half of the final four will be set. Uh, we'll see uh, whether or not Sister Jean. By the way, I heard some stuff. I got some Chicago intel from my guy Mike North, the uh, Chicago legend, former Fox Sports Radio host, now retired. Uh, he gave me some intel on, uh, on old Sister Jean. Eesh. There's a reason many guys on that team are afraid of Sister Jean. Uh, she uh, she doesn't mess around. Uh, she'll uh, she'll let you know the truth. So uh, we'll have more on that uh, coming up tomorrow. At Bed Three Six Five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL Schedule Release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.